0: Mr. created humans first as the lowest type, most easily formed. Gradually, he replaced them by robots, the next higher step. And finally, he created me to take the place of the last humans. Welcome to this episode of Game On Girl, the
1: podcast where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. Today we're going to get Rhonda's recap on Congregate 2014 that she attended in Winston-Salem. And we'll continue our summer book recommendations based on your destination of choice. So stay tuned, and we're glad you're listening to Game on Girl. (laughs) Congregate took place July 11th through 14th in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, a city near and dear to my co-host's heart. Uh, how'd you find out about, or how mu- how long has Congregate been around, Rhonda? Uh, it was the first one. Oh, this was the first annual. So this is the first
0: ever, like, you know, the inaugural, as we yep. would say, right?
1: Congregate.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So I was looking forward to uh, that type of experience—the uh, you know a con getting getting started.
1: Yeah, I, I it's really nice. I, I didn't get to go to the first Geek Girl Con, but I went to the second one, and it's always nice when you see kind of the the beginning inspiration of a of a community coming together around a con.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool that way too. Um, I think they had a pretty decent turnout considering, I mean, they they estimated, I think there was only like 150 registered, but mm-hmm. I, I'm i pretty sure more than that came. Nice. She said they, they were expecting three to four hundred. Nice. That's good. That's
1: a great yeah. turnout for our first time around. So yeah. what was
0: the format? Um, the format was um, but very interesting. It was constant. They really had things booked. Um, Saturday, um, especially, of course, people who go to like Dragon Con and PAX are used to that. But right. for brand new con, I was really
1: surprised. Yeah, usually um, they're struggling to put content together. So it's kind of nice to see that they had enough to, to yeah. cover everything.
0: They had a huge amount of diversity. Um, they started Friday at 3 o'clock and went until 11. And then Saturday, they went 9 to 11. And uh, then Sunday, they started at 9. Nice. So they had they had everything. they had a lot of writers. there are, there are a whole lot of writers um, in this direction, especially in North Carolina. Um, so they had book signings. they had a dealer's room. It was small, but it was um, a good selection of dealers actually. Um, nice uh, comic books and um, uh, jewelry like steampunk jewelry and handcrafted plushies and mm-hmm. books and stuff. Um, there were demos and workshops, there were readings, there was cosplay, they had a gaming room,
1: nice. um,
0: they had a masquerade ball, I mean, they just really kind of covered everything. In, in, wow, yeah, that's a little bit of every, every yeah. corner
1: of geek culture.
0: It was, it was nice. That's uh, awesome. They emphasized, um, besides the um, workshops, they emphasized panels as two different kinds, um, either participatory or expert, mm. and the expert panels they had a set of panelists um they tried to pack it with four or five expert panelists to discuss Mm -hmm. the subject or they would do it i think what some people are more used to where they would have that that expert panel talk for about half the time and then there'd be interactivity with the audience nice that's that's yeah. great. That's really well thought out. You can
1: tell that whoever pl- the planners had been con attendees.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they they got that suggestion from um, from the attendees when they did right. a survey about, you know, what would you like to see and the, they said the audience said participatory. So, right.
1: nice, very yeah. nice.
0: So, how did game on girl get to participate? Well, with a new con <laughs> <laughs>
1: and and a and a, a, a podcast extraordinaire uh, yeah. attendee with with a certain amount of credentialing behind her.
0: Yeah, uh, local uh, local and uh, credentials. They were very excited to have us there, and um, I was glad that they were excited. You know, mm-hmm. um, that originally they had set out that if you. I submitted the Game on Girl panel, uh, what's your gamer type, mm-hmm. and they said, okay, if, you, if we accept this, then you uh, a- agree to participate in three additional panels, which yeah. is kind of <laughs> high, Yeah. Um, which apparently is, is not that big a deal, because I was sitting with a bunch of panelists on Friday night in the bar drinking, and they were saying, oh, yeah, when I go to Dragon Con, I do about, a, about 12 panels, and oh, I'm like, cow. What? what wow how, how? <laughs> i just was you do nothing but panels yeah that's yeah. it that my mind was blown but yeah um so i originally i was signed up for for um being on three panels besides the game on Cur- girl panel yeah. and moderating too mm. and when i got there a guest got stuck in traffic and couldn't show up and and um Tara came by. And said, Rhonda, can you sit on this panel real fast? So, a total of six pounds. Nice. Um, probably only a couple of them I would have I would have turned turned down, maybe, but they all worked out. They were either about podcasting or they were about women. Nice. So, well, yeah, well, that's you know pretty much your your wheelhouse here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they had the how tos of podcasting, um, which is. I haven't seen one of those in a really long time, except at Dragon Con. They always do sort of. Like the basics to get people started. On everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They had Geek Girls and Unicorns, uh, where they talked about the fake geek girl phenomenon or myth or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, The myth of strong women. Uh, What's new in podcasting, which (laughs) I found that. Kind of hilarious. Of, a, <laughs> of a, I, and I was the moderator of that one, but I had actually written the panelist ahead of time, and I'm like, um, "So what is new in podcasts?" <laughs> and I was like, "I don't really don't think there is anything new." And and one of the the panelists wrote back and said, "Yeah, there's all kinds of," but they never talked about it while we were there. It was kind of oh. frustrating. They um, they were kind of uh, singularly focused on monetization and getting oh. paid to do podcasting oh. and my general opinion is that you're just not going to any money at it yeah it's, it's not a money-making it's job
1: yeah it's kind of a labor of love really i mean yeah
0: you know you do it because you
1: want to not because you think at least i mean i'm sure some sites you know have some income coming in but yeah, you're not going to replace like your day there. job with a podcasting job oh
0: they are just not. And and that seemed to be what they wanted to discuss. How can we oh. get this monetized? How can we, you know, make it like a radio station where you get paid like a DJ? And Right. I yeah. just, it's like, okay, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, They're talking then, about a little fantasy. <laughs> yes, that's what they were. It was science fiction. Um, the last uh, panel I did was really fun. Unfortunately, it was at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning and everybody had partied Saturday <laughs> night. So we had about five attendees, but it was a, a dynamite panel and oh. it was um, subverting the trope. Oh, nice. And it was a really, really fun discussion. I, okay. I hope they bring that subject back and maybe put it in a better hour. In a better,
1: yeah, better time. <laughs> yeah. You maybe can suggest that for next year. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite? your favorite moment or your favorite experience of the panels that you did?
0: Um, probably in Subverting the Trope, because I really like sitting with a diverse group of professionals mm-hmm. and playing with multiple ideas around uh, a concept like uh, tropes, mm-hmm. and especially writers. Most of them were writers. Uh, there was one female writer, Paula S. Jordan, and she writes sci-fi, uh, Stuart Jaff, Uh, Also, writes sci fi and some supernatural type stuff, some ghost stories. And then, of course, Larry Correa, uh, a Monster Hunter author. Nice. And they had experiences where people had written back to them and told them about tropes that were in their stories that they hadn't recognized. We got to discuss the validity of zombie stories. (laughs) It was just wow, nice it
1: was a lot of fun that's cool that's cool yeah. was there any recording of any of the panels or any that one sadly enough was not recorded oh that's too bad because i was going to say at the hour it might have been good if they had recorded it and then you could have
0: yeah because that one was really kind of fun yeah
1: yeah
0: we were swigging coffee like crazy it was i not... bet
1: yeah sunday morning <laughs> sunday morning after a con yeah definitely that's you know, pretty much doing that regardless, but having a nine a.m. panel. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I met some really dynamic women too. Um, That's awesome. They the um, the myth of strong women and geek girls and unicorns. Um, Laura Hay Haywood Corey is um, works for Bane Books. Uh, Allegra Liana, some people may know her. She's sort of uh, well, she's a professional model, but she's a big time cosplayer. Uh, a big Doctor Who fan, big sci-fi geek. And um, then Trisha Barr, who is part of the, um, who is the creator of Fangirl Blogs. She is a Star Wars um, expert. <laughs> Just going to put it out there. And nice. then uh, Janine Spindlove, who is also an author, but also um, a professional soldier. She's a Marine. Oh, um wow. Cool. Pilot. Pilot, yeah. Awesome. So oh, wow, very strong women. Great, that's great. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's that is a lot of a lot of change and diversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- does that reflect the a demographic that attended the con?
0: You know, a little bit, and that may change. You know, as it mm-hmm. as becomes. it grows. Yeah. Yeah, um, it may be highly influenced by word of mouth or whatever, but I did notice that the adults were older, mm-hmm. so there were a lot more of you know your late thirties and forties adults, and there were a whole lot more women. It seemed like to me it was mm. it was it was much closer to 50-50, if not more. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah. That's and awesome. there were fe- more uh, female teenagers than I saw. I think of female uh, of male teen- teens. Mm. Interesting.
1: That's interesting. That's, and good, you know, nice to kind of change it up and shake it up from at least what people expect to see at cons like that. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And so did you have any learning moments? Clarity? Yes.
0: At the the, uh, women talk, Dr. Who, Uh um, these women will throw down with you. (laughs) I am telling you. Really? yeah. Oh, yeah. They, it, it was, it was one of the expert panels where these, these five women talked about Doctor Who. And the moderator basically was asking, okay, who is your favorite doctor? Who's your favorite companion? Um, and stuff like this. And boy, these women getting, so they, they knew exactly what they loved and, and who. And it was just fun listening to awesome. them talk. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Whovians are, are serious fans Mm -hmm. there was a teen girl in the audience who was extremely serious about the answers I mean I could see her she was animated through the entire
1: discussion (laughs) loved it
0: that's awesome so do you think you're going to go back are they going to hold it next year do you know Oh, they've already planned it. Oh, awesome. Good. They're very, glad. very smart. They've already reserved the location, and mm-hmm. they were able to put all the information in the program book they handed out to everybody.
1: Awesome. That's good. That's good. I'm yeah. glad because forward planning like that's really important because a lot of times you, you get so much momentum at that first con. If you mm-hmm. don't you know jump on it, it can be a really, really problematic.
0: Um, Utopia Con did the same thing. They announced right there at the awards banquet what the next – dates would be and what the next theme would be and energize the crowd already excited right. to go sign up and and go do the, the the con again so um i definitely will because it's it's so close right and um tara and james fulbright were the ones who put it together and i i just don't think i have ever seen a con so professionally Done. That's awesome, and that yeah. says a lot
1: because you've gone to some of the big cons like PAX, you know, and Dragon Con. So
0: yeah, the get the guest packet was phenomenal. There was absolutely everything uh, a guest could possibly need in that packet, and they used um, really really good signage they used uh, a scheduling application online for all the guests to use um they probably could have used a little help with that i think i think the one that well dragon con wrote their own scheduling app so that doesn't matter <laughs> but um Their app has definitely been better, but Mm. um, it still, it worked flawlessly and it was extremely easy to use. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the only thing, and I'm going to write to them because, I mean, Tara and James both are just really very bright professional people. And and I'm sure this was just part of the organizing, but there were a couple of panels that didn't have women on them that should have. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there was the rise of the superhero, where I think that they were supposed to talk about uh, why is it that superheroes are so popular right now. Mm-hmm. And the panelists that were there were um, comic book aficionados. Um, there were only three of them, and there, but there were supposed to have been five. But they were all five white guys.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. And- that's that's something that they that hopefully they'll learn. Yeah, yeah especially since the women in the audience outnumber the men yeah exactly they'll they'll learn the demographic and they'll understand it better after this one.
0: yeah there were yeah. two um there were there was a young adult, uh, a young teen, and um two or three other women and and we outnumbered them and then there was one that was um uh science fiction in the military or the military talks or something like that mm-hmm. and um shockingly Janine Spindlove was not on that mm. being a Marine pilot. i not, yeah, no women in there. She mm-hmm. was, she was upset about it, but yeah, I bet. That seems like an oversight. But,
1: yeah. you know, their first time, it's a lot to, you know, a lot to take in and to plan. So Yeah,
0: that, I mean, I, I still, I think they did a great job. That's They'll be awesome. doing it again next year. Um, they're changing cities, which I think is a good plan. Um, they're going to the um, High Point, North Carolina, which is only, it's like 15 minutes from here. Nice. Um, the Plaza Hotel, it'll be July 10th through the 12th. And they actually are starting a theme next year. Um, it'll be Scoundrels and Ropes
1: ooh you're gonna have to come up with some cosplay for that
0: yeah yeah they, they highly encourage cosplay
1: which awesome. I, I think is really fun That's great. Well, I'm so glad you got to go to such a local con Mm -hmm. that's so close to you. And um, I encourage our listeners to check out and see if there are sort of smaller cons. You know, we all know about the big ones. We all know about Comic Cons and WonderCon and WizardCon and some of the big big names. But check your local listings. You know, look. You know, we had a couple of links up on the site when we did a, you know, what cons are coming up this year episode. Um, Take a look and see what you can find that might be in your local area. And you you too could have a congregate-like experience.
0: Well, for the summer, we're making yeah. our book recommendations for you to read based on your destination of choice. Regina, what recommendation do you have this week for those going to the beach? I have another humorous
1: book, a little lighthearted um, stories that uh, are just... Delightfully crazy from one of my favorite internet writers, Jenny Lawson, who's also known as the blog s. She has a book called let's pretend this never happened. (laughs) Um, You gotta laugh even at the title. you have to laugh even at the title, right? Yeah. And, um, and it's great. It's it's funny. It's laugh out loud. Um, they're, they're, you know, sort of short chapters, um, and a lot of sort of stories from her childhood, um, which are kind of crazy, um, including squirrels in Ritz boxes and all kinds of funny things. So, um, stuffed squirrels in Ritz boxes, I think, if I remember correctly, I read it a while back. So definitely check that out for the beach. It's a good sort of lighthearted read for, Oh, that's a great idea for the beach. And, and again, it's noisy at the beach. So people won't notice so much when you're laughing out loud while you're reading. (laughs)
0: cool so what's your beach recommendation i decided to throw back to uh some good old science fiction and go with i robot by isaac asimov um i read them a long time ago and um short stories perfect for the beach read a little bit fall asleep and then you can just lay there napping and thinking about the the brilliant mysteries that asimov wrote Uh, and trying to solve them based on just the three laws of robotics that he he poses it's uh i I remember trying to solve the mysteries and i was just i was just enamored at at how smart the writing was concise it's tight um and engaging it's it's a good beach read for short stuff
1: nice that's good yeah it's a great
0: recommendation what about for the uh, mountains? Um, I have a, a series that
1: I w- want to suggest for the mountains. Um, um, it's a, a sort of supernatural na- romance series. It's called Grave Witch. It's an Alex Craft novel by Kaylana Price. Um, it was actually the very first book they did in Geek and Sundry's uh, Vaginal Fantasies. Oh, okay. Um, but there's not, I mean, it's not... a. Uh, uh, it's not a romance in, in that there's, like, lots of sex scenes in it. It's sort of, you know, there's a love interest who just happens to be death. Um, and the the main character, Alex Craft, um, is a grave witch. She can um, resurrect spirits from dead bodies.
0: Oh, mm. It's
1: really creepy and cool and kind of a very interesting... It's a very interesting world. Um, and I've read, I think, three in the series. Uh, and it's 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 fun and engaging, but it's one of those that you could really easily get caught up in when you're like hanging out in the cabin and you know,
0: it really redefines love triangle. It really
1: does redefine love triangle (laughs) for sure. For sure. What about you for
0: the mountains? Well, I keep going to, um, the, scary type isolation yeah. of stories for the mountains because you um, want to
1: be terrified on your vacation <laughs> uh, yeah apparently
0: i do not have good book recommendations this week they're really really good books but probably not for vacation <laughs> i'm just a weird vacationer i guess i don't these are the things i read um so i was recommending the stand by stephen king um it's, it's uh, very engaging. It's a, a, an apocalyptic type uh, vision. Pretty much um, all of the human race dies from an infection. The only ones that are left, which is an extremely small percentage, uh, for some reason are immune to this. Mm. Um, but immediately uh, in a very King style the remaining survivors divide into um, two very opposed factions of good and evil, uh, and the whole story is building up to how those factions face off mm. and um, how the world how how the world ends. Who's right. in charge? Yeah. Um, I recommend personally reading the original. I noticed when I went out looking online that they have a. <laughs> uncut version apparently 150,000 words were cut
1: (laughs) oh wow that's from the original amount
0: oh my god yeah and it's not a small book right and so apparently there are like 500 pages extra (laughs) of material there's
1: 500 new pages and 150,000 words cut from the
0: original yeah wow so i would i I just wouldn't go there i would go with the original purist um yeah, yeah i'm not I'm not, I don't, I just don't trust King going back and sticking all that in there. Yeah, that's kind of odd. But it depends on how long your vacation is. Yeah, that's true. You can do both and (laughs) compare. Well, okay, finally, what
1: about an international trip? Well, my international recommendation might be a little on the nose this week, um, but I was inspired by my recommendation uh, when we had. uh, my book addiction on the show. Yes. Uh, um, and I was talking about The Great Gatsby, so I wanted to, rec- uh, to recommend The Sun Also Rises. Oh yeah, uh, which is Ernest Hemingway. Um, it's a little on the nose because Hemingway was an expat when he wrote it. It's about expatriates. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little on the nose in terms of American literature you can read while you're abroad. Um, but it was, when I was in um, college, one of my all-time favorite novels and still remains that. Um, it has the Hemingway writing to it. It has the, the brevity and clarity that comes from his writing. So um, it's definitely one of the best, I think, of his novels. Uh, and it would be a great, you know... Like I said, it's on the nose in terms of yeah. international travel to be reading. Uh, yeah, and my I, dad loved him meanwhile. yeah, he' he's he you know he is he is kind of an acquired taste. I teach him a lot. I teach his short stories in my creative writing class and my um intro to literature class. And a lot of times students don't really care for him because there's a lot of ambiguity in his writing, and mm-hmm. you have to kind of stop and think about it. but that's you know obviously what I love about it. so, yeah. What about you for international? Okay, um, <laughs>
0: the the you know you're just gonna have to have a taste for this. This is uh, nonfiction. Okay, which probably breaks the rules right there. So I'm totally <laughs> yeah.
1: disqualified. Not really sure how nonfiction works for your
0: summer getaway. No, <laughs> this one probably doesn't work at all. But um, it it came to mind because I. I have traveled internationally internationally very little and getting an idea of what the world is really like in other cultures, um, instead of the, uh, the really blessed life that we have in America. Mm -hmm. Um, the bone woman by Clea cough is basically a telling, um, sort of an account. it's, 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 somewhat um, methodical she's a scientist Mm -hmm. she's a forensic anthropologist and she was the one of the first scientists that the united nations sent over to rwanda to do actual forensic investigation to gather evidence about genocide oh wow and come to find out through that um through her investigation she was just Not only just an incredibly professional woman, she was also uh, very compassionate, um, very good at her job, very uh, great observation skills. Mm -hmm. Um, She went on to do the same thing in Bosnia and Croatia and Kosovo and became the founding member of uh, the United Nations branch that investigates and uh, tries to protect against genocide. Wow.
1: Yeah
0: almost entirely on her work and the the book covers um two or three of those initial investigations and mm-hmm. covers Rwanda in great detail it is not a pleasant book yeah yeah I
1: don't imagine that it
0: would be um, but it's eye-opening to me yeah you know?
1: I, I can understand how you might um or how a reader might be interested in learning more about that topic um it, it kind of reminds me as you're talking about it I'm thinking a little bit about Bones, like that—that yes. that kind of, you know, um, it is a real forensic anthropologist who wrote mm-hmm. the original, you know, stories that that was based on. So it's kind of in that that league.
0: Yeah, yeah. she's and she's very analytical. It's not mm-hmm. a um, a mushy emotional type telling. It's a very factual telling, mm-hmm. um, which which kind of helps it a little bit, and also. It makes it hit home at the same yeah, time. Yeah. I don't know. I I have a, an incredible fascination with the with the um, idea of genocide in society because I can't comprehend it. Right. Yeah. It is, it doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so to read the stories, I've read several stories about um, uh, the the situations in Rwanda, and it's just mind boggling what uh, the human race does.
1: Yeah. I did an entire class in my undergraduate that was devoted to the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. It was taught dual, it was dual teachers, one history and one literature professor. Um, I haven't gone back to much of that after, yeah. after that, because that, it was a really intense, and it was a quarter, so it's only 10 weeks long, but yeah, it was hard. Yeah,
0: so uh, Sorry. Not without the assumption that you're go- necessarily going to, uh, maybe you're going on an, an African tour or mm-hmm. um, not necessarily going to the Louvre, yeah um to understand the history of the people that you're yeah. you're going yeah. with and 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 Absolutely. what they're going through there and what you'll see. Yeah. Cool so anyway. Yeah. Yay, go vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've got a better recommendation for international <laughs> travel, I highly recommend you let us know. <laughs> Cuz <because> I'm devolving. <laughs> Uh anyway, it's good rights. So um be sure to let us know what you're reading this summer or if you've got some good recommendations, we'll mention them on the show. You've been listening to Game On Girl, you can find all our social media connections on our website, gameongirl.com. I'm the co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can find me on Tumblr, Instagram, twitter sometimes um, i tweet a lot at cons a lot yes 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 you do uh it's at room. yeah yeah and you can email Rhonda at game on girl.com
1: and i'm your host regina mcmenemy and my twitter is doc liz with two z's and i'm on twitter more often than i should be probably <laughs> um what do we
0: have coming up for next events um upcoming week there's not a lot going on don't forget july 23rd is batman day i'm batman yep do something, f- do something fun. Watch the Lego movie. I bet. And we have um, Guardians of the
1: Galaxy is coming out on August 1st. Yep. That's in August. And I just got free tickets for that. <laughs> oh, snap. From my credit card company to see it the day before it comes out. Well, they're what? awesome. I know, right? They did that with the Avengers, too. It was awesome. So, yeah.
0: Well, that's. I mean, that's pretty much the only thing that's worth anything coming out in the summer anyway. So. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, Lucy has a chance. That's uh, Scarlett Johansson's sort of uh, sci-fi mental thriller. Mm -hmm. Um, It's got some potential. Yeah, we'll
1: We'll we'll see. see. We'll see. But not much else. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let us know what what you have coming up for events uh, and what you're reading for your summer reading. We'd love to hear what you guys have for recommendations. Game on Girl is available on iTunes and Stitcher streaming. These links along with references made in the show can be found on our website, gameongirl.com. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media, and the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, game on!